And welcome back to On The Spot Podcast. I'm here with my dudes, my fellow Devin and Kelly. Kelly, being the voice of Eastern Kentucky this morning, has (laughs) proclaimed that the drought is over. Yes. So glad to hear. The New Testament Elijah coming to us. I've seen the cloud. It is official. Size of a man's hand. (laughs) But it came through in a couple different waves Uh, yesterday with some thunderstorms. And Devin up on top of Mount Ararat out there, he he survived (laughs) and came down. But anyhow, you've already picked up on what we do here on On the Spot. We talk. We ramble. Sometimes it makes sense on good days. Amen. On On our best days, we have a semblance of intelligence yeah. between us. Tight. So today, gentlemen, let's talk a little bit. All right. um, I, I've picked the word today, but I, I kind of want to know how, how's your how's your, how's things going with you all? How's life? Life. Yes. It's good. It's busy, man. I got a lot of stuff going on right now, and so with my internship here at FCC, and then um, school starts in like less than three weeks. Um, it's just a blur. That's you know? crazy, man. Yeah, less, less than three weeks. I know. Uh, Jesse, our our little baby boy, is going to have a surgery on the 23rd of August. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's just yeah. a lot. Yeah, everybody be on. in prayer for that, please. Yeah, pray yes, for please. sure. Yeah. Uh, August, what's, what is August? 23rd. 23rd. August 23rd. Yep. Amen. We're going to keep that. Cincinnati. Yeah. Man, I am excited. I am so, God has just been moving in my life. Holy Spirit has been doing some things, setting me free from things, you know, that I just, you know, I had told him, I'm not going to let that go, God. (laughs) So, you know, but uh, man, praise God that he just doesn't let us go and and just helps us from one glory to, from one step of faith to the next step of faith. So excited about what God's doing here at FCC Church. I see a movement of Holy Spirit just acting, people getting getting excited about the things of God. People are listening to us. I can't believe it. So (laughs) we went from tens of tens to, I think about a hundred. Some we'll see how long that lasts, but I mean, we're on a roll right now, man. So you're just really excited. specifically what God is doing spiritually work. I got tons of work like that. I'm overwhelmed right now. I got plenty of products at home. So, but uh, God's just been really good, man. I'm so excited about what's going, what's going to happen. Jesus is perfect theology. Amen. And that's the beauty of it because ours, I love it when my theology gets blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's happened a couple times in my life. Of I'm, I'm really resolute in what I believe, uh, what I think, what I think I know. Um, and then there's a passage of Scripture. There's just something that comes along and just blows that kind of out of yeah. water in, in the best possible way. Now, mm. we're not talking about, you know, our, our theology needs to be like shifting sands. But whenever it comes to a biblical revelation of just new understanding mm. uh, and enlightenment, that's that's a wonderful place to be. Amen. So we've, we've kind of gone c- counter um, of what the topic that I've chosen for today okay. is. So, I mean, it's, this is good. Let's, let's rein it in. All right. Let's rein it in. Ready, we can't ready. be excited. We can't be pumped up because we're going to talk about apathy today. All right. Well, let me get into my state of depression. Yes. Let's get sackcloth, ashes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into our apathetic state. Um, but no, I think that, um, that, that word, that state and that frame of mind is something Post-pandemic, I have noticed far more than, I mean, it was a real thing. Obviously, it's always been a real thing. Sure. But post-pandemic, I've noticed far more opportunity 
and tendency in my own life hmm. to become apathetic, just indifferent, mm-hmm. don't care. Yeah. And then when when it gets really bad, I don't care that I don't care. Hmm. You know, that that is a true sense of apathy, in hmm. my opinion, is that when you just don't care, hmm. that you don't care. Uh, and, and I'd like for us to talk about that a little bit today. I want to read us a couple things here. First, I want to read us a quote um, from Dr. Leon Seltzer, and then I'm going to read a passage of Scripture okay. as we get ready to talk about apathy. Uh, Seltzer says, true apathy is a feeling, but it's also an attitude. And sadly, that attitude is one of indifference, unconcern, unresponsiveness, detachment, and dispassion. Such an attitude saps you of so much energy that you feel lethargic, listless, and almost too paralyzed to act, and certainly lack the will to do so. Which is why apathetic individuals are easily identified by their very passivity. Their interest in confronting life's challenges is seriously compromised. They just don't care enough. And frankly, they don't care that they don't care. Mm. Any, any thoughts on that before I read mm. just that, that quote from Dr. Seltzer alone in regards to apathy? I like that it's a, you know, just the kind of picture that you get there is it's a downward spiral. You know, you come to the place where it's just starting, you know, you don't care about one certain thing. And then you get to the place all of a sudden you don't care that you don't care. Whereas when you started up here, you might have cared. Oh, I should do that. Oh, I should do this. Um, But all of a sudden you're now like, "Eh, who cares about that? I don't care. That's a hard place to be when you don't care that you don't care. You know, Um, yeah, there's a total lack of enthusiasm. You're just like, whatever, you know, I mean. That's a that's a scary place to be. That kind of scares me mm. when I think about getting to that place, because <laughs> you get to that place, man, and what's there to live for? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, mm. what? Psh, I don't care. Whatever, psh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, uh, it's like whatever. In the Book of Revelation, chapter three, mm-hmm. uh, to the church at Laodicea. Mm. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either one or the other. So because of this, you are lukewarm, neither Mm -hmm. hot or cold. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Mm. You say, I am rich, I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and solve to put your eyes so that you can see. Those whom I love I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. Mm. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to the churches. Mm -hmm. So we see this kind of apathetic approach and this lukewarmness in an entire body of believers that the angel of the Lord is confronting here Mm -hmm. in Laodicea. Uh, and, and one little portion of scripture here, like, behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
I remember my grandparents had a picture of this, of Jesus standing at the door, and we use this almost like it's Jesus. This is this comforting thing that he stands at the door. And not, this is a rebuke. <clears throat> right. Right. Where this is talking about him standing at this is a rebuke and a call to repent. Mm-hmm. To the church. To the church, yeah. Not to sinners. Right. Not to the lost. Not to the world. To quote-unquote believers. Yeah, right. They come together every week. Repent. Yeah. So what are some, let me ask you guys this question. What are some of the areas of life, not, and, and we'll talk about our relationship with God here in just a little bit. What are some of the areas of life do you think that we have the most tendencies to grow apathetic toward? Mm-hmm. What do you all think? Marriage. Okay. We can, we can do that in our marriages, you know. What We're do you just think like, that is? I think it's, I don't know, it's so weird how, you know, the, our closest relationships, a lot of times we just take for granted, and it's easy to just kind of hit the cruise control and go, this is what we do, you know, whatever. You, you know. think it's comfort? I don't in, know. In a way? <clears throat> I don't know. It's, uh, it might be that. It might be laziness, I, I think, mm. too. <laughs> mm. yeah. You know? Just, uh, it, it's I, it's easy to get to that place with your wife and your, or your spouse because you just... You know, you'd like, well, they're not going to go anywhere, you know, and so you just kind of don't put any effort into it anymore. You just kind of get lazy, I think, is what it, a lot of times what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I think so, too. Number one, there's struggles, trials. Um, it's a constant, you know, thing that happens. So you get tired of fighting, you know, a relationship. <clears throat> you know, one of the things yeah. my wife, I'm worth fighting for. My wife is worth fighting right. for. And so when you give up the fight, you become apathetic yep. because the enemy's in there. We both got our own personal struggles. And then, you know, we come together. That's a, another struggle, yeah. you know, explosions, whatever. And some moments of intense fellowship, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, because when you look at it, let's just say that a few sharp words happen. Sometimes just to get through that could take an hour of talking it out, you know, of coming back together, you know, long, intense fellowship moments and not when I'm saying, but just trying to understand each other. And I think also I was talking to my wife the other day, there's that moment when you used to have a wonder, you used to be admiring, you used to be, you know, like, wow, look at this person that I'm marrying, going to marry. And there was an incredible incredibility. I don't even say, is that a right word? I don't, I like it. It's a word now. Incredible. Anyways, there was a <laughs> easy so, for you to say that. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, there was just a, you know, an no, awe totally, and a yeah. wonder of this person. But then after, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years of marriage, you already know all the stuff about him. You think you do, really. Yeah, and I've got to pray that God would bring back a passion into our lives. So that's a, a one area. That's right. You you stop pursuing, you know, and that's really what, like, you know, that's what they're looking at here in Laodicea is that, is that they've stopped pursuing Christ. They've, 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 they've just kind of just like, this is what we do. And we see that in churches today. You know, I know you didn't want to get into that yet, but it's like we we do that with our wives. I think that's a great point. We just we go, you know what? She's already mine. You know, I know everything about her. There's nothing new. It's not like interesting. And she's not like I'm not trying to pursue her anymore. Not hunt. You know, it's like hunting an an animal. Did I just compare that to marriage? But anyway, to dating. But, uh, you know, I I wasn't going to stop. But, but uh, I'm sure all of our listeners but, are going, wait a minute. Hunting. You are. You're, you're just, I mean, everything you can I, to, you. you know, you're just like everything. Your focus is on that thing, you know, and that's like the opposite. So would that be the opposite of apathy? Is it like uh, obsession? Would that be? 
Yeah, I think that pursuing it, and I think that how many of you, you guys answer me here, and listeners, you can answer, scream at the radio, whatever you're yeah. listening on, it's fine, um, have gotten into one of those moments with your spouse, and the phrase comes out of your mouth, it doesn't matter anyhow. Yeah. Oh, it wow, just, right it, here. It, yes. it doesn't matter anyhow. I mean, yeah. like, we could talk about this, we could address this, we've talked about it a million times before. Right. It doesn't matter anyway. Yes. I think like, that's like the, the ultimate gateway to acting mm-hmm. right there. Oh, that That is such a dangerous statement. I love it because, you know, then you're telling you're not worth fighting for. Mm. And when you say those, that's basically what you've just said. Oh, yeah. You're not worth the energy mm-hmm. it takes to make it through this argument. And that is, man, I repent. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there, you know, and that's what yeah. I had to come back from that. We've been, now my wife and I were praying for a passion in our relationship. Have you guys ever gotten apathetic towards your work? Sure. Or your trade or, yeah. or whatever you do? Why, why do you think we get apathetic towards what we do to provide? Provide for ourselves, our families. Why do we get apathetic with that kind of stuff? Bored. Or, you know, just tired of doing the same thing over. It's repetitive. Done this. Um, you know, or you just, I, hey, I'd like to do something fun. It's not fun anymore, you know. Uh, you know, it was cool. It's interesting. I'm learning it. But now, you know, I'm like, ah, man, it's got to work at this nine to five job or whatever it is. You know, my job's kind of cool because I'm always doing something different as far as books. So, uh, you know, because I get to read different books. And, you know, so it could be. But, hey, there's sometimes it can become, all right, man, calculus. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I think we lose sight too of the of the big picture with you know if you're looking at work you're like why why do I go to work well I want to provide for my family I want to take care of my family you know and it feels good to work with my hands and so when you just for, lose sight of that you you just it's like oh whatever it's just like I hate this place you know but you don't think about what this place maybe is providing for you what uh, you know job like I worked at a mill for 21 years and believe me there were seasons where I would get really apathetic I would and it was just like I just was like Ugh. I don't care, dude. Just go to work. Oh my gosh, you know, and uh, just go to this mill every day. Every day you go to this mill, and it's and and you know. But then all of a sudden something would happen, on, and I would be like, wait a second, man. I'm this is actually a gift I've been given. This this good job, you know, this solid job is provides for my family. You know, you go back to like I was saying, you look at the big picture, and all of a sudden I could see more clearly, you know. And uh, that's like those people in that church, you know, that got lukewarm. They lost sight of the big picture. Right. I think, too, focused attention, you know. It's easy to be entertained. I can look at uh, Facebook for a couple hours, man, watch them reels. I just, oh, yeah, or just whatever. Well, it comes to work, and you're like, it's focused attention that even though it has a payoff, which you need that payoff, (laughs) but um, it's not immediate gratification. Yeah. You know, the payoff is, hey, whenever I get paid, that's cool, that's wonderful. But, you know, there's the the period right there that oh man okay this is this is not entertaining right okay so we've talked about um like our relationship with our spouse Mm -hmm. or the people that are close to us family wise we've talked about work and how both of those areas really we we have a tendency to grow apathetic towards what about like the investment of relationship for other people like friendships, and if if we're talking within the church world, uh, like brothers and sisters, and forming those relationships and really deepening those bonds that we have with brothers and sisters, do you do you think we experience apathy in those moments as well? And if so, why do you think we 
experience some apathy in, in developing and cultivating those relationships? Mm-hmm. I think totally. You know, ministry is born, you know, when I say ministry, ministry is born out of looking at people's needs. You know, the, the, what what is needed in our community? What is needed in our church? And those are why we start ministries. So it's easy because it may not be productive. It may You may not see just an immediate result from your ministry. You might, you know, God might call you and you may not see thousands of people turning like Billy Graham coming forward. And so, and then it's easy. Hey, your self-centeredness, I am selfish person by nature. I'd like to entertain me and just do everything that Devin wants to do. And so I don't want to think about your need because that means I have to go over and serve you. So obviously it's easier for me to say, no, I'm not going to think about, you know, uh, let me just close off off my mind towards everybody else's needs out there because then I don't have to do anything. I could just focus on me and what I need and um, my ministry could be my family. But if you stop doing, if you stop thinking about others' needs, it's going to come to the, it's going to leak into every part of your life because Holy Spirit doesn't operate like that. Mm. He wants us to be fully connected to other people. So that's my thought on apathy. I, I think so. I think the, the, the just the selfishness of, of, you know, being a human and the sin nature that I have, it's easy for me to get cynical, you know, with relationships in church or whatever and just think you know it's like what's the point you know or or it's just it's just easier just to kind of be on surface level with people than to really get deep in with people because you know then they're just going to end up hurting me anyway and letting me down and so it's easy just to kind of just be just lukewarm i go to church you know i'm this is enough you know i see him you know you know what i'm saying <clears throat> i don't really want to invest too much of my time in it because it's just it's just easier yeah. Again, I think it's a lot of it's just laziness and our sinful nature that, like Devin said, that, you know, I want to, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing quite, a, quite a bit of a pattern <clears throat> here yeah. as we talk about these different areas that we tend to uh, grow apathetic toward. Uh, a lot of it seems mundane to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's the process of repeating, mm-hmm. rinse, lather, repeat, yes. rinse, lather, repeat. It's the things that we do frequently on a daily basis mm. uh the the new the unusual the things kind of on the outskirts of what's normal those things usually capture our imagination yeah. our attention our excitement it's in those moments where we find ourselves repeating day after day after day moment after right. moment kind of those same things that we tend to grow the most apathetic toward mm-hmm would it be any wonder if believers struggle with apathy towards God then? Not at all. Towards, I mean, and not necessarily towards God, which, I mean, we can, <clears throat> but the way that we live. Our relationship towards God. Our relationship. God. Our relationship yeah. towards God. Our, because the way that we draw close to God can sometimes become mundane to us. Mm-hmm. And things that we do, okay, listeners, do you struggle praying? My guy's here at times. Do you struggle praying? Oh, right yeah. here. I've got my hand raised. Okay, yes, like, I have like, yes. Right. Like, and <laughs> listeners, do you, do you struggle reading Scripture faithfully, consistently? Yeah. Do you struggle taking time out of your day to spend just alone with God, mm-hmm. just drawing close to Him? I think that we're seeing a pattern here yeah. that leads us into apathy. Um, and I've got another thing that I want to read here, but I would I would like to pick your all's brains a mm-hmm. little bit 
What are some of the things that you think we can do spiritually to combat our apathy towards our Christian walk? Yeah. Go ahead. I thought uh, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about how, you know, I said, I think I said last week on one of the shows, but, uh, you know, I think you're right. I think that we 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 want this we want new things and and everything's new and shiny we i mean think about it, we have a desire to have new things we want a new car we want the next new vehicle everything was i mean i have a 20 year old suburban out there that at one time was the nicest rig you could own right mm-hmm. i mean this thing was awesome 2003 suburban man fully loaded right and it was the awesome but you know what happened after a few years that wasn't cool anymore it wasn't the new thing and so I think you're right when we, we kind of always want to, to pursue something that's new. And, and with God, it's the same way. And, and when we stop pursuing God, you know, for me, you know, if I st- the more I look for God, the more I'm going to be satisfied with him. I'm not going to be just like whatever, you know, the more I am going to be concerned with pleasing him and following him. And, uh, you know, I just did that 30-day reading challenge and, of the Bible. And like I've talked about, it's like, I saw so much new thing, so many, so many new things as I was reading through the Bible that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And guess what that did? That really uh, elevated my 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 affection for for the Lord. And it mm-hmm. and it was like I saw all these new things about Him. And I like we said, it was like oh wow, just like in your marriage, right? If you really pursue your wife, you're going to see new things in her. You're not going to be just like whatever. This is life. We're married. Okay. <laughs> You know, sure. Yeah. So that's I think that's a big part of it. Is that you've got to go looking for more of God if you don't want to just be like, this is what I've been doing. I've been going to church for twenty years, thirty years. It's like, ah, you know, it's just yeah, it's what we do on Sunday. Hmm. So, you know, one of the passages we use <clears throat> to celebrate recovery is, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, yeah. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." Number one, even in our relationship with God, there needs to be a dependence upon Holy Spirit. Amen. We have to come back and say, Lord, you know, just like David said, see if there's some wicked way in me and turn me away and turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your law. Revival comes from God. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's I can't generate it, produce it. I need God's spirit in me to do exactly what he did in the beginning, renewed me, awakened yeah. me and made me, you know, he, he formed me and so that I fell in love with him. And so I find again and again, I need to pray and say, God, I don't even know how to love you rightly. I am such a sinner, a person that is affected by my own desires and selfish will. I need you to produce in me what I can't. Mm-hmm. And that's being poor in spirit because I'm God, I need you. Yeah. I need you to do this. And that's where the love starts to get built up because he wants that. He wants our dependence. And when it happens, man, it's a beautiful, amazing thing. Amen. Amen. I, uh, you know, as we kind of land the plane here, um, yeah, I always want us to try to offer as many answers or possible solutions or, you know, at least point the listeners in a direction of like, hey, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're experiencing apathy, especially in your relationship with God, and what I've noticed in my own life is that the moments that I'm the most apathetic toward everything else is usually the highest moments of apathy in my relationship with God. Yes. It, it oh, kind yeah. of all flows yeah. from that. Uh, Psalm 106. Mm. Uh, I've said for years that, hey, whatever emotion you're facing, uh, whatever you're going through, uh, read Psalms and read and reread and reread until you find your heart. Yeah. Until you find your emotion at that moment in the book of Psalms, just you're going to eventually find it. 
But Psalm 106, this is kind of where I go when, this is what I pray when I don't feel like praying. Right. And when I'm starting to feel that apathy come in. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I believe that there's 12 things in there that we can see, uh, that we can do in this prayer that kind of helped us. And thank God that he is not apathetic towards us. Mm -hmm. Because talk about rinse, lather, (laughs) repeat. Man. Yes, that's sir. that's our that's what he deals with yeah. constantly. Yeah. Thank you, God, for not being apathetic. Amen. But let's let's look at twelve things that we can remember uh, and pray and do. Uh, number one is just praise God. Mm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Number two, give thanks. Uh, number three, affirm that there's not always going to be a self-evident truth of the blessedness of those who do righteousness, mm. but it's there. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're blessed because we're doing righteousness, even if we don't quote unquote see it. Uh, number four, ask God to help us to remember when he's demonstrating his favor towards me, mm. to see it in my past, to see it in my present. Yes. Uh, number five, confess your sins. Mm-hmm. Confess your sins. And you can do it both personal and corporate sins. Okay. Number six, Affirm God's mercy. Thank God for his mercy in spite of those sins that you're confessing. Number seven, recall the past and his wondrous dealings with his people. Hmm. Amen. Number eight, admit that his past mercies are all too quickly and too often forgotten in your life. Number nine, let your lessons of unbelief and stubbornness serve as cautions in my current situation. Number 10, remember that God's mercy toward me is always evident despite of my disobedience. Mm. Number 11, remember that God's purpose in answering my prayer is to bring praise to my lips to glorify him. Mm -hmm. And lastly, praise God and do so out loud. Yes, sir. Amen. Praise God. Closing thoughts. What are your guys' takeaways from this? You know, I just love that passage that you see, you know, two things that hit me right there. Number one is that song Waymaker, you know, yeah. even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Yeah. Uh, his passion, man, his mercies are new every morning. And I just love that, you know, that that is what God is doing. It, there comes to that place, man. You know, when you talked about prayer a few minutes ago, I don't know how many times I could tell you I felt like my prayers were bouncing off the wall or just I lost train of my thought and got so discouraged because I'm like, I'm like trying to talk to, you know, my friend, this God, the one that loves me and my father. And all of a sudden I'm just, you know, thinking about whatever it is, you know, cheeseburgers. Yeah, exactly. You know, now and, I'm thinking about cheeseburger. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and then it gets frustrating. I've been frustrated. And so then I'm hurt because I failed. And then I get to the place like I can't pray. I'm not even praying, you know, and that's the kind of thing where we get apathetic right there. But I just love What's that. What's the point? Exactly. What's the point? It's I'm not such going a to failure, matter. anyways. It's not going to matter. Exactly. You know. So hey, again, back to just my my takeaways. We can't rely on our own strength. Ask Holy Spirit. He says he prays for us with groanings we cannot be uttered. I mean, it's just the wonderfulness that God has given us. Uh, you know, we just have to come back to that faith that God is working in us, both to will and to do for His mm, good yeah. pleasure. Amen. Yeah, so all I can think of was as you're reading that, is it, if, if, I mean, there's like a theme in that even, is it? it's this attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's uh, you know, but I mean, that's even, I'm thinking, okay, that, but even that's hard to do if you just don't care. You know, if you're just at a point in your life where you're just down and you're just like, I just don't even care. What do you do? I mean, golly, that's so, that's hard. But uh, 
but just having that attitude of gratitude and 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 being able to maybe look back and see what God has maybe brought you out of, you yeah. know what I mean? And to see what God has done for you. Because, you know, we used to, you know, in in, in recovery with, with guys, I, I would have them, you know, if they're really struggling with this, you know, with apathy and just, you know, down and they feel like they're in a rut in their recovery is, is write it out a gratitude list. And just write out a gratitude list and go back, you know, as far as you can, man. And almost 100% of the time, no guarantees, but uh, most of the time, if you do that, man, you're going you're gonna to snap out of that at least a little bit because you're going to see this big picture of like, oh my gosh, okay. That was, yeah, I was a homeless junkie or whatever, you know, and now I have this, I have to, okay, you know, and so I think it's so important to have that attitude, man, of gratitude mm -hmm. and, and just try to cling to something that, uh, you know, is, is good, you know, so try to cling to something, just look at what God has done in your life, yeah. you know. Amen. When the children of Israel crossed the Jordan, God gave them instruction to take these stones and erect a monument, Amen. Mm -hmm. not to worship it, not to exalt yep. it. But that whenever they faced these moments, these enemies, these trials, even in the midst of the promised land, that they could look back at that monument Amen. and remember yeah. what God had brought mm -hmm. them from. That's right. And I think that's 100% the answer to apathy. It's not the fact that, hey, let's, yeah, I would love to be able for us to give you a prescription to keep you from right. becoming apathetic. It's an emotion. It's an attitude. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But the remedy for that is that looking back saying, here's what God has done. Yep. God never leaves me, never forsakes me. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's not going to abandon me now. And I think that that's, that's, the, that's yeah. the, I hate to say remedy, but I mean that's where we need to be with an apathetic feeling in nature is to keep our focus on him. Mm-hmm. Good stuff today, guys. Good Amen. Stuff. Good stuff today. Thank you all for joining us uh, here on the spot. Uh, it's been been fun. Glad that you're listening. Hey, tell your friends about us. Tell your family. Take out a commercial. Buy yeah. a billboard. <laughs> we'll send you the logo. You yeah. can put it on there. Uh, that'll be your contribution to the On the Spot ministry. Yeah, now, amen. thank you for listening. Rate, review, all of that good stuff on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, hope that you guys have a great week. We will see you next Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.